Hello everyone, I'm Amy Zirkel and you're listening to Transaction Trending, the official podcast of ETA. Thanks so much for tuning in. On this episode, we're joined by David Ellis, Vice President of Investigations at Security Metrics. So for those of our listeners interested in the intersection of law enforcement and payments technology, have we got a treat for you. Dave is an expert in the nuts and bolts of payment security, PCI compliance, and what's on the horizon for keeping the payments industry safe and secure. So let's take a listen to our conversation. So David, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast today. You know, I usually start off asking our guests the path that brought them to where they are in the payments industry. And, you know, more often than not, they um, regale us with stories of their career in the payments or some related industry. But but you are a little different than most of our guests in terms <laughs> of, of your, of your path, <laughs> right, into the payments industry. You were for really for, for decades a, a truly accomplished leader in, in law enforcement. And, and so if, if you'd be so kind as to take us through your career there and how that brought you from uh, investigating criminal activities to investigating payments fraud for security metrics. Okay, you know, and that's a great question because it, it was a bit of an odyssey. Um, yeah, I, I spent 20 years working with the Oakland Police Department, and over the course of my career, I did everything from uh, I was part of the SWAT team. I was a commander over the hostage negotiation team and all the way to very mundane positions where I was the commander of the records division. But it was actually that position that got me a little bit closer to what I was doing here. I, I helped Oakland transition from a, a papered to a paperless environment, brought computers into the police cars, that kind of stuff. But uh, to put it into perspective, after I retired, we moved to Utah, and uh, I got recruited by Security Metrics to start up their forensics team here. And that was 13 years ago. And I remember after just getting into that, uh, going home one day, and, and I'm telling my wife and daughter about this hacker that we were looking at. And I, I thought this guy was, you know, he was brilliant. He was really creative the way he did it. And, and I was enthusiastically sharing this story with my wife and daughter. My 13-year-old daughter rolls her eyes and says, Dad, your old stories were so much better than your new ones. <laughs> so... Um, Oh, you know, and I did fail to mention while I was on the police department, uh, I, I was technically over the cyber crimes division. That is a hugely elaborate description for two officers who had a pager that uh, whenever the vice cops would arrest a drug dealer who had a computer, you know, our, our guy's pager would go off and they'd go and, and image and analyze the, the guy's laptop. So. Uh, it wasn't a big division back then, but it did uh, gradually open the doors for moving into into this career. Security metrics somehow got wind of me and that I was a retired police officer, and that I, I was kind of the the type that they were looking for to head up the uh, forensics team that was just beginning, and that was. Uh, Security Metrics has been around since 2000, and they started forensics in about 2005 or six, and I came on the following year in 2007. And uh, since then, we've been involved in, I heavens, over a thousand investigations. Oh my goodness! And of, yeah, everything from uh, little mom and pop stores with one computer, 
up to uh, government facilities, airports, uh, universities. You know, we've done investigations of businesses that were breached that had, you know, 1,500 retail stores all compromised. You know, and like I said, all the way down to, you know, little little mom and pop shops, the, the breach itself forced them out of business. Wow. It's, that is a, it's really, I think you're probably one of the coolest guests we've had. I, only because, you know, <laughs> uh, you, you know, just the path to payments was really a, a very different one, certainly, than a, a lot of the guests we've had. I take that back. We've had every guest on Transaction Trending. It's been an honor and amazing. But yours kind of has like a, you know, a really very different, uh, different factor, different quality to it. Um, secu- so security metrics for our listeners, um, I-, I guess just if you can provide, uh, not to, to sort of say the, the sort of the standard corporate boilerplate, um, but, but a little bit about security metrics for our listeners. Sure. Yeah, we came about, uh, our CEO was working at the time for WordPerfect. And uh, they suffered a, a data breach, and he was trying to get some help in uh, in recovering files and you know and and shoring up their systems. And basically, it, it it put them into a real new space that they hadn't experienced before. And and our CEO, he went out there and he found that there was only one or two companies in the United States that could help a business recover from the breach, and they were unbelievably expensive. And that kind of started his wheels turning with, huh, there, there should be a service out there that can help businesses in a situation like this. And he spun off his own business uh, not long after that, left WordPerfect, uh, with the sole intent to help businesses on the front end improve their security and then on the back end help them recover from a, a data breach. And it, it started very humbly back in 2000. I think they had uh, three or four employees. Uh, today we've got about 400 employees, and we've helped, I think, somewhere north of 2 million uh, customers worldwide. Uh, we are kind of all things PCI-related. Uh, we have uh, my team of forensic investigators. We have a team of uh, penetration testers. We have a very large team of QSA auditors. Uh, we do provide ASV scans. Uh, we have a, a working SIM SOC. We provide uh, managed firewall services. And my team actually just uh, was granted a patent on something that we came up with, uh, which will help businesses identify uh, what we believe is, and, and I, I think there's a lot of support behind us, the most recent and the largest problem that e-commerce merchants have with their security. Wow. Well, I want to I, I want to hear a little bit more about that um, because because certainly issues around data security and, and PCI compliance and we we've uh, we've we've had a number of guests, frankly, on transaction trending who have played a, a role either part of the leadership of the council or actively engaged. And those are those are really perennial topics, but. But certainly, um, you know, security is emerging more and more as a as a strategic driver for payments companies and for merchants because of, you know, it, it sort of holds the the future of the organization, you know, the life of the future of the organization in its hand. So, as a as a forensic investigator, what do you think payment executives should be thinking about as they start to consider their own security solutions? Great question. You know, in the recent past, 
I think a lot of the C-suite executives would look at security as a financial burden. And, and there was, uh, you know, token amounts of money would be attributed to or, or dedicated to security. I, I think they're starting to get the message now that that security is part of the lifeblood of your organization. If, if you are not actively staying up on ensuring that you're securing all of the potential exposure points of your company, that the risks are just too great. And so they need to ensure that they have that constant annual investment in in keeping their, their security up to date. It, it's important to look at security kind of like a living organism that, you know, it, it's living, breathing, growing, changing, and and you need to, you know, feed it and take care of it. And and because uh, if you don't, it's going to turn into, you know, that child that uh, is going to cause you problems. Right. And so, you know, talking about the kid that's going to cause you problems, um, you know, we've had a lot of security folks um, on the program. And, you know, if, if you have responsibility in a large organization, if your portfolio has security in the title, um, oftentimes you've, you've got a, a big portfolio of responsibility. And I would assume a lot that really keeps you up at night. And so you've, yeah. you've likely seen it all as a forensic investigator. So and, you know, dare I say, in your earlier career in law enforcement, but but in your current role, what what keeps you up at night? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, e-commerce uh, transactions, I I think, still uh, make me the most uh, nervous. Uh, if, if we dial back just a couple of years, point of sale breaches were the, were the biggest thing, the card present. Um, the chip that was in, introduced uh, did exactly what it was intended to do. It kind of flipped the tables. The the bad guys could hack into a, a card present environment, but the data that they would, would steal out there was unusable to them because of the, the advanced technology of, of the chip system. They seem to have shifted their focus away from the, the card present, um, added focus onto e-commerce, and they have found some vulnerabilities that are very difficult to detect. You know, all of your conventional AV that's out there right now is is likely going to miss the vulnerabilities that are available to attackers right now. Um, it's, gosh, yeah, the thing that, that keeps me awake at night is helping businesses to understand the complexity of this problem. A lot of people know it as MageCart attacks. MageCart is, is a group of hackers that were given credit for uh, this, the, the initial type of, of attack that was done. They've done su- successful attacks against British Airways and you know numerous organizations all the way down to the Baseball Hall of Fame. So they introduce malicious uh, skimming tools that will capture a credit card during the checkout process. Um, what makes it extremely difficult to uh, detect is that it's usually coming to them via uh, third-party code that is present in the uh, the checkout process. So you go through their site, you select the items, you put them in the shopping cart, and now you go to the shopping cart. A lot of times there's a lot of other things that are going on during that process when you're typing in your credit card information that some of it you see, some of it you don't. Uh, example of, of some of the things that you see is there might be ads that are scrolling or running on the margin 
uh, during the time that you're in there. Well, those those ads are, you know, there via a third party. Um, there's other things that, that occur there that you don't tend to see, like analytics that are happening, CRM management, plugins. Uh, there can be videos running. There can be online chat that is opened up. All of that is typically done through third-party scripts that are present. And while you have, as the owner of the website, have dedicated resources to make your site as secure as you possibly can, somehow you have to ensure that all of those other third parties that are present during that checkout process are uh, likewise secure. It's it's a near impossible task. Uh, a case that we recently investigated, during the checkout process, there were anywhere between 54 and 57 different calls being made to third parties. When you go up a level to those calls, several of, several of those are making calls as well. When we boiled this down, it was there were over 250 third-party scripts running uh, during the during a, a checkout transaction. Wow. And, and and all you need is is like one of the ads that runs has some malicious you know code in it, and you know there go the credit cards. And on that particular one where the malicious uh, code was in a an ad that was scrolling. Those are extremely difficult to detect because if that malicious code that's stealing the cards is coming in through a an ad that is scrolling only periodically on your site, it's not going to capture enough data that is going to identify your site in the eyes of the card brands. Now, the brilliance for the attacker is his malware is not only running on your site, it's running on a hundred other sites, but it's only running once every three days, once every five days, and so there's no consistency behind it that would trigger the uh, the mechanisms in, by the card brands that would help identify that as uh, as a problematic site. So it, it it was really a brilliant attack vector for um, you know for the bad guys. Um, the the problem with it is typically a, a tool like file integrity monitoring would be employed on a website, and file integrity monitoring is something that says, okay, if these critical files are changed, notify me, let me know. The problem with that is that a, a shopping cart is a very dynamic environment, and file integrity monitoring works in a static environment, not in a dynamic environment. So there really wasn't a tool out there that would identify, you know, this type of an attack while it's happening. Ah, it, you know, it's 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 fascinating. It really is, and it's fascinating and troubling. I'm sure at the same time. But hey, Dave, can can we circle back? I know you have a patent. Can you share a little bit more about the the product that you've got that patent for? You know, I, I I didn't get too deep into it, but I did mention that uh, my team had patented, had received a patent on something, and uh, we actually have the only security product in the industry right now that will uh, do anything with those. Uh, the product's name is WIM. It stands for Website Integrity Monitoring, and what it essentially does is it uh, synthesizes a transaction so that it can view all of the connections that are being made and evaluate those that are going out to malicious, known malicious sites or bad actors or, you know, things along those lines. And uh, it's still, we're, you know, we're just getting out of beta on it, but um, 
we've uh, had really successful tests with American Express, and they're they're pretty happy with it, and we'll see what it does. Thankfully, there are organizations like Security Metrics that are doing so much amazing, valuable, really critical work um, in, in advancing security and, and for the payments industry. And, and, you know, when we think about the industry, and we at ETA think about Transact, uh, which is coming up, and we are truly so happy to have Security Metrics as a sponsor and exhibitor at our upcoming show. I don't know, Dave, what if you can share anything about uh, what we can look forward to seeing from Security Metrics at Transact this year. Oh, sure. You know, we're we're doing what we we've done the past several years. We're sponsoring a golf tournament still, and it's uh, it's going to be uh, at Reflection Bay Golf Course. Uh, tee off is at one o'clock. We come early because they, they usually serve a really nice lunch. Great prizes there. Um, there's you know, raffles that give away cash, a drone. Um, if you happen to get lucky enough and hit a hole in one, there's a hundred thousand dollar Tesla. But, um, so th- that's a lot of fun for me. If you put anything on the line on a golf course, I mean, if I step up to the tee and you say, "Hey, you hit a good shot," I'll give you a coke. <laughs> that's enough to destroy my golf game right there. Um, but uh, at our booth, we're going to have some fun. It's booth number uh, 617. Uh, our theme this year is Never Climb PCI Alone. Uh, we're going to have actually a climbing wall I with paths that. and everything down below. Um, and for the people, yeah, if you if you successfully negotiate the wall, there's going to be uh, drawings for uh, – uh, we're giving away a stand-up paddle board, uh, lots of camping equipment, outdoor equipment. Very um, cool stuff. All, all, all sorts. Oh. So it should be a lot of fun. All right. I, I might have to go climb that wall. I'm tempted. You've, you, <laughs> you, have, you have intrigued me. Um, so, so, Dave, one of the things that we like to do here on Transaction Trending is our parting perspectives. And there are just three quick questions that allow our audience to get to know you a little bit better. And um, I hope you will indulge me. And okay, so, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and with that, what was your first job? Okay, well, the, I, I've got to give you two answers. My dad was a, a builder, and so my first job was cleaning up uh, construction sites. I, I would cut weeds or dig ditches or sweep out houses. Um, didn't always get paid for it, so I'm not even – I've never even – considered that necessarily my first job. Beyond that, my first W-2 job was I was a dishwasher at a restaurant. Okay. So you had something to do in, in the service industry. Uh, I see a pattern. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the, last, yeah. <laughs> the last thing you bought with cash? Oh, um, last thing I bought with cash was I, it was probably a hamburger. Um, I just uh, did a road trip out to my folks' house in California last week, and and uh, I I hit Burger King along the way, so okay. I, I'm pretty sure I I bought a, a Whopper with cash. All right, all right, that's fair enough. And then finally, the best piece of advice you've ever ever received, personal, professional, you know, those points of wisdom that always come back to you uh, at specific moments in time. What a great question. You know, it, it was actually from one of my uh, trainers when I was a rookie cop, and he said, in life, there are big things and there are little things that upset people. And he said, most everything is a little thing. And when I applied that across my career, I looked at that. Uh, the big things, those are, those are the, 
those life-altering moments. And most of the things that upset us, we can, can you know, get down to a little thing. And then the, the end of the advice would be, you know, treat little things like little things. Oh, wonderful, wonderful advice. Hey, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today on Transaction Trending. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure of mine. Thank you. Thanks so much to Dave Ellis for joining us on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Transaction Trending wherever you listen to podcasts. And for ETA, I am Amy Zirkel. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Transaction Trending, a podcast powered by the Electronic Transactions Association. ETA is the leading trade association for the payments industry, representing over 500 payments technology companies worldwide. This episode was produced by Laura Hubbard and Patrick Nolan. It was recorded, edited, and mixed by Patrick Nolan. For more information on the Electronic Transactions Association, visit electran.org.